This is the Spirit Duels Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Spirit Duels Podcast, where we talk about the great game of Spirit Duels, which is now funded fully on Kickstarter. So thank you to all the backers. We are keeping the ball rolling and we're hitting those stretch goals now. And of course, to have this discussion, I bring with me the creator of the game, Daniel. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up? What's up? Oh man, just a busy day getting excited. If you're listening to this, it's uh, after we just did a stream. And so hopefully some of the things we discuss on here combined with those visuals will really give you a good idea of the game and what you can do. So for those of you who are listening to this and did not catch the live stream, there is absolutely no worries because there will be a link in these show notes that you can actually watch back those plays and see what's going on and how Daniel and I fared. We don't want to reveal anything, who won, (laughs) who didn't. So you're going to have to tune in to find that out. But safe to say it was a good match. Now, This episode I suggested to Daniel was to talk about turn one play. So whether you are going first or second, the actions you can take to kick the game off. Because as a player, sometimes when you're sitting down with a new game, it can be a little overwhelming because nothing has happened and there's basically a huge possibility of things you can do. So you want to just lay on the table a few of the potential first turn plays you could make and why you may make those plays now before we get into that though um the first thing that will happen is you're going to draw up your hand of five cards now once you've done that daniel you do not have to keep those five cards do you that's correct yep you can take a mulligan all right so why don't you go into that and why you may want to do those yeah so our mulligan uh you know many different card games have you know they all have different ways to mulligan if you're not familiar with that term, it basically just means, you know, at the beginning of the game, you draw your hand of cards. And if you're looking at your hand of cards and there's some cards that you just don't like or you you don't see yourself playing, you know, in this first round, you can set those cards aside and then draw back up until you have five cards in your hand. And then you take those cards that you set aside and you shuffle them back into your deck. So it's mm. kind of just a way mm-hmm. to fine-tune your opening hand. And um, generally speaking, um, and this is you know can be flexible and variable depending on you know your team, your classes, you know there's so many different variables that can go into this. but generally speaking, when you're looking at your opening hand, you you want to be able to have cards in your hand that will, mitigate your opponent's dice somehow um, at, at least a couple of cards in your hand that can somehow control your opponent's dice because you don't you know you don't want to risk you know your opponent rolling really good in that opening round and then one of your spirits getting knocked out at the beginning of the game because then you're, you're just going to struggle uh, for the rest of the game so you you really want to make sure you have ways uh, to respond to your opponent's dice. And you you normally want to look for cards that cost zero, uh, zero mm-hmm. essence cards. That way you can try and get an evolution in and still be able to play cards in that opening round. Um, that's a big one for me, is, yep. is looking at anything that's basically two or more cost, I would 
almost always throw oh, yeah. back Absolutely. unless it's one that's so powerful that I know I want it and I don't mind holding it. Uh, it's it becomes uh, a thing that mm-hmm. you kind of don't really need because you're most likely going to make a decision that that will not get used for sure in this first round. So you're either discarding it at the end of the round anyways, or you can throw it back and get it later on when it's more advantageous. That's a Absolutely. big one for me. Yep. And another thing that you kind of want to look out for is it's, again, generally speaking, it's normally a pretty good idea to have an item in your hand, an an item card, or um, because, you know, the earlier you can play down an item, the more value you're going to get from that item as the game goes on. Uh, If you're not familiar, items, you play them, they come into play, and they stay on your board, you know, giving you some kind of value. Like artifacts in other games. That's yep. that's a good yep. way of making a comparison. Yep. Normally they have some way of, of kind of uh, interacting with opponent's dice. So they're kind of like static dice mitigation, which is pretty good. So, But the, the one tricky thing about items is they go against that rule that they actually cost one essence. They all do. Um, so you know, you just got to know in your mind, you know, if, if I'm going to play this item, I'm, I'm also sacrificing the possibility of evolution. Um, unless I hit that, unless I hit an essence side on my dice. So, yes. Without further ado, let us go into the turn one plays. And the obvious one, which Daniel has mentioned here, and this is one I'm a big fan of, is to evolve a spirit right from the get go. Yep. And there's a few reasons why you would want to do that. The first one being for me is that the stats that exist on the Evolve side are going to be more beneficial. So it's going to give you more of something. Maybe it's money, maybe it's attack, maybe it's magic. Whatever you're looking for in your strategy, you're going to get more than its stage one presents. So therefore, you want to get there right away. A big one for me that I personally look for is having a money stat available that is greater than one that's what i really want to do and that's where i'm going to lean towards because then when i roll that in i have the potential to recoup my money right away in this same turn yeah that that's a very kind of like um i'd say like competitive (laughs) uh strategy like um you know that's really um wise thinking to and it's a great way of of ramping up i think we've kind of mentioned that in one of the earlier episodes but just evolving a spirit into um a two essence you know that way you can just immediately earn your money back um but but i'm with you i I mean and and if you've been watching the game like if you've been watching any gameplay videos you'll see it's a very common action to evolve almost immediately like mm-hmm. the very first turn of the very first round of the game, a lot of players are evolving. Um, and if you're not doing that, you you normally have a very um, like specific reason for not doing that. There's a specific card that you know you want to play or or something. So um, yeah, evolving early is is very good. Um, and if you don't if you're not evolving early, you better have a reason not to be evolving early. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to weigh on a little bit here. Sometimes if you're not evolving early, there is there is reasoning behind it. One of mm-hmm. it could be that you don't want to evolve first sometimes because sometimes that tends to also give 
an idea to your opponent that this spirit is important to you. So you've yep. actually tipped your hand in letting them know that this one matters because I did something to it. You could suddenly start giving away a strategy. So sometimes um, you don't want to do that right off the hop and maybe you want to roll something else in to just give yourself some sort of other play going and that's that's perfectly fine. And another reason you may actually do want to evolve is because you actually don't want to roll in right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Activating your spirits as well. Sometimes you may have a reactive strategy where you're looking to control the dice. So once the dice are there, they now can be tampered with. Where if you hold off doing that by evolving, that's going to do. If you can do more actions that don't put your dice on the board, sometimes you can actually be causing your opponent to not move forward with how they want to play because they want to have dice active so that they can start using them or manipulating them in a way that's going to hinder your gameplay so that's that's one thing to consider is your opponent playing some sort of level of control that they're going to want to have dice available to be utilized that's right that's right yeah and speaking of control that that kind of brings up in my mind like the number one reason generally that you wouldn't want to evolve um so quick and that's you know, that because you're aiming to control your opponent. So, you know, if I'm sitting across the table from you and I see you have a lot of aggressive, you know, spirits, you know, you've got Tie Chomp or Scorbit, you know, or, or you know, whatever, you, you've obviously got this damage strategy that you're going to co- be coming at me with. I may want to, you know, I, I may see that and say, you know what, I'm going to hold on to my essence so I can, I know that I can control you know, his spirits by playing cards that allow me to control his dice. And then later in the round, I'll rely on earning my essence back through dice and then maybe get a later in the round evolution. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if I evolve and then you force, you know, you, you come at me very aggressively and you knock out one of my spirits round, round one, then all of a sudden I'm kind of regretting that evolution. Yep. Totally. And I mean, there's there's also like doubling down on maybe there is one you want to evolve, like you said later on, but you roll in your other two spirits. So you start creating this aggressive means, knowing that you can come to that come back to that later. Like let's say the scenario is the cards in your hand are you don't really need to play them. You can work without them. You want to be aggressive, but you want to get money at some point. And that's what you're gonna do. You're evolving to create the boost in that money stat, which is a play that's done and instead you focus on putting that pressure of okay i'm coming at you with my tie chomp i have my other spirit has magic that can support in some way like all these little things that suddenly make your opponent have to react to that and you're actually putting the attention away from the spirit you want to evolve which you can do later and sometimes you can get to a point where your opponent's done everything on their side and then that gives you more freedom to kind of just move and just yeah. do what you want to do yep yeah i agree yeah i mean i yeah, I think like at the very beginning of that first round, you kind of need to be asking yourself like which one of my spirits do I want to evolve? And you know, and let's just say, you know, you know that you you're going to want to evolve, you know, your pruny, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you've got two other spirits to work with that you can kind of stall, you can roll out, you can see what they roll, you can play cards. You don't have to immediately evolve Pruny. You know, you've got the whole entire round to evolve Pruny. Um, so it, it's really just all about how aggressive you want to be with spending your essence. Uh, essence is yes. very valuable because 
it acts as, you know, your way of ramping up your board state as well as your way of controlling your opponent's board state. I totally agree. And then not only that, but there's also the fact that when you're rolling stuff in and you're you're getting things going and and that's happening is you also have the factor of dice rolls are going to be random. Yep. So you may not get what you're looking for. So sometimes putting dice out right away and having that available right from the get-go as something that is visible and you can now decide, did I get what I want or am I going to now have to spend an action to re-roll also yeah. is something you need to have in consideration. And that's even, even sometimes I won't mulligan cards because I'm like, you know what? This card doesn't have a ton of use. I can't see it being great. But it's going to be a good discard right now because I know I won't miss it. Sometimes you have to make those considerations at the start of the game as well. Is you can't think all your cards are good in your hand because you. The truth is, some of them will have to be discarded so you can re-roll your dice. So if you're in that position where you have only good cards in your hand, it's going to be a lot more challenging for you to make a decision of which one you're going to discard because you're like, I actually need this. Yeah. So keep that in mind as well when you're mulliganing. Sometimes it's good to throw back good cards that you may be like, you know what, I don't need such an abundance of this action to be existing because it would be more beneficial as the game went on. Yeah, that's that's a very good point. Um, you know, because of the nature of the game, the way, you know, you draft these classes and spirits, you, you know, there are going to be, it, it won't happen much, but there are going to be instances where you have a card in your deck that it's not exactly playing to your specific strategy. And, you know, if you draw that open in hand and you say, you know what, I don't want this card. I'm going to mulligan it back into my deck. Well, now you're just you're just telling yourself, well, I'm just going to draw it later. But like mm -hmm. if you said, like if you hang on to it and say, you know what, I'm just going to keep this card and use it to meditate. That way I don't have to worry about drawing it later when I know I don't want to play it then either then all of a sudden you've kind of, in a way, like you've thinned your deck out, you know, getting those cards that aren't super beneficial to your specific strategy out of the way in the first round. Yes, agreed, totally. Um, aside from that, you can also, in your first round, like the this is now your first plays, but this is like first round stuff, because the first round is where things are really, you're starting to feel stuff out mm -hmm. and get an idea. And one of the things is, how strong is your magic strategy going to be if you want to go that route? Or how strong is your damage strategy going to be in that first round? And you can start doing some things to hinder your opponent. If you're going for a mill strategy, that needs to start happening early, and you need to start hammering it soon. The, the later you get into a mill strategy, the more problematic that's really going to be in the end. Like, let's be real here, because it's yeah. an incremental thing that's being done, and yeah. you've suddenly created a race where your opponent is now trying to counter you by killing either that spirit or your spirits in general before you can make that happen. So it's really important that you start figuring out how that's going to work, and maybe that's what you want to evolve first just to make it survive longer. Maybe it's to allow it to have a stronger effect in terms of its magic stat. Like like I said, yep. sometimes you're not evolving because of money. Sometimes it's to get another stat yep. higher so you can execute stronger. Or better dice, you know, like yeah. you know, maybe you're wanting to, you know, upgrade your dice the way that so they roll better, you know. Um, and then of course when you evolve 
this probably won't happen round one, but of course, when you evolve into stage three, you normally gain a third die. Um, so yeah, I agree completely. You, you kind of want, you need to figure out very early, like what, what your goal is and every play, every action you take, especially in that first round needs to be getting you closer and closer to that goal. hundred percent. And I think that's going to do it for this episode. We don't want to give you too much, but just a few things to really consider when you're playing the game because it oh, makes you know a what? big difference. That, one sorry. More? Yeah. The, the, one thing that's really important, um, it's, it's kind of like the golden rule in this game, especially if you're playing – well, really, if you're playing damage, for me, it, it doesn't matter. But if you're playing damage, you know – the number one thing you want to decide at the very beginning of the game is which of your which of your opponent's spirits is going to be your first target. You have to look at their team, analyze mm-hmm. what you think is their most valuable spirit, and you have to uh, target that spirit. And once you target that spirit, you I'm not going to say you cannot because you know you can do whatever you want. <laughs> But once you target that spirit and you actually start putting damage on that spirit, you've declared your target and it's of the utmost importance that you don't change that target because you want to knock out spirits as fast as possible. And if you're, you know, putting a little little damage over here and then a little damage over here, you know, you are not being very efficient or optimal in, you know, knocking out spirits. So anyways, I just wanted to say that because it's it's very important at the very beginning of the game that you pick a target and you stick with that target. This is very true. Well, well said, sir. (laughs) Well said. Sage advice from the creator himself. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's going to do it for this week. And like I said, if you did not catch our stream, you can definitely get the link to the replay in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. And uh, as always, folks, we hope you are enjoying this game and we appreciate everyone who's backed it thus far. And if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Hopefully, maybe watching some gameplay will uh, help you get there. You've been listening to the Spirit Duels podcast. To become part of this game, join us in our Discord. Link in the show notes.